بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمد الشاكرين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون Firstly, I would like to mention that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam defined maqam al-ihsan, the station of excellence as an ta'abud Allah ka'annaka ta'rahu fa'illam ta'kun ta'rahu fa'innahu yaraq and you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you observe him and if you do not observe him, then know that he observes you. This tariqah, Al-Imam Al-Shaykh Muhammad Al-Hashimi rahimahullah ta'ala, who was from Algeria and settled in Damascus, states regarding the correct Sufi path that this is more rare that Al-Kibrit Al-Ahmar, that it is red, more red than red sulfur. Red sulfur, people would say Al-Kibrit Al-Ahmar changes metal into gold. So he says that it is a nadir jiddan jiddan, that very rarely you'll find someone who is an actual salik, an actual salik, a person who is on the actual tariqat. Very rarely you find someone like this. So what happened over time is decadence within the Sufi orders. That the Sufi orders over time they abandoned the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they fell into bid'ah, innovation. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said مَنْ أَحْدَثَ فِي أَمْرِنَ هَذَا مَا لَيْسَ مِنْهُ فَهُوَ الرَّدُ Whoever innovates into this religion of ours, anything which is not from the sunnah, then it is rejected. And this refers to bid'ah, which is referred to as bid'ah sayi'ah, bad innovations which have crept up within the Sufi orders, but generally amongst Muslims also. For instance, under this hadith, some of the scholars of hadith, they mentioned smoking as a bad innovation. Some of them said that cigarettes were invented during the colonial period and then were imported into the Muslim world, something that would affect the lungs and damage the health of the Muslims. They referred to this as bid'a sayyi'ah, this is in the general sense. But because this is an Urs which uh, commemoration of a pious person and is conducted on a yearly basis. It's essential that we understand and comprehend that we should avoid bid'ah innovation in the religion and innovation in the Sufi orders. That today there are innovations 
in the vast majority of the Sufi orders. And we are aware of this, meaning uh, Sayyid Ahsan Shah, his father is one of the people who funded the publication of Al-Ataya al-Nabawiyya fi Fatawa al-Ridawiyya, an encyclopedia fiqh. And being people who supported the way of knowledge, that in fact the research of that, the editing was done by our grand teacher, Al-Mufti Abdul Qayyum Hazar ta'ala. And they were against bid'ah, against innovation. They did not support false Sufism. And what do I mean by false Sufism? Innovation in deen, bid'ah in religion. Because in this day and age, when the word bid'ah is mentioned, remember bid'ah is an Islamic terminology. It's something that has come, uh, has been related in the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who said, Inna sharra l-umuri muhdathatuha, wa kullu muhdathatin bid'ah, wa kullu bid'atin dalalah, wa kullu dalalatin finnah. That the worst of things are the newly invented things. And every newly invented thing is bid'ah, innovation. And every bid'ah is dalala, misguidance. And every dalala, misguidance is in the hellfire. Now we know, of course, the famous taqseem, the categorization of Imam Muhammad bin Idris al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah ta'ala, as mentioned in the manaqib al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah ta'ala, of Imam al-Bayhaqi and others, that he said al-bid'atu bid'atan, that is not the point of discussion. The point of discussion is the bid'a munkara, that bid'a which has no source in the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. That today the obligation on those who claim to be leading the way of the Sufi path it's an obligation on them to fight muharabatul bid'ah, to wage war against bid'ah, and to reinstate and reaffirm the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This was carried out by all the Sufi sages throughout the centuries that they would wage war against bid'ah innovation, and they would reinstate and reaffirm the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nothing is given more importance than the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam. There are many bid'ah, innovations and munkarat that have crept up into the, Sunni, the Sufi path in this day and age. For instance, you will have adepts, people who joined the Sufi path for cultural reasons and they may be strict on practices like even the Urs or the Giyarwi and they'll give monthly money for this cause but they will not be strict on their Salah. They will abandon Salah. They won't pray five times a day. Or the women will not wear hijab when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded the women to cover and have modesty. These are from the Fara'id al-Deen. The abandonment of Salah According to Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu anhu and Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu anhu, they would deem it as disbelief, kufr. This was their position. This position was adopted by Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah ta'ala. Even though Imam Abu Hanifa did not adopt this position, it tells us and informs us 
with regard to the enormity of abandoning the salah. Additionally, the bid'at that have crept up. Some people, the exaggeration that they carry out in front of the shrines, they will make a vow. They, when they make a vow, they will tie a cloth, a piece of cloth on the shrine, or they will place the padlocks on the shrine and they will say that once our need has been fulfilled, we will remove the cloth or the padlock will be opened. This is from the bid'at, from the munkarat in the religion. Additionally, there are people who prostrate to their peers. Now, some people may say this does not happen. It does happen. This is confirmed that there are people who do prostration to their peers, which is bid'ah and religion from the munkarat. Those things from which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. That they should realize that the peer is a man like themselves. What a, a peer, the term peer is from Farsi, which means a teacher. What a teacher is, is a spiritual mentor. Spiritual mentor. The spiritual mentor may himself have sins. It doesn't mean he's ma'asum, he's free from sin. So why perform sajda, prostration to a man with a, a man like yourself? is prohibited in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is commonplace in some of the Sufi orders throughout the world today because of the decadence of modern claimants of Sufism. So this innovation is something that should be condemned, condemnable in the strongest of terms and reprimanded even by the laity, the lay people should condemn this in the strongest of terms. So false claimants are not attached to the correct method of the pious predecessors, the Salaf al-Salihun. Additionally, circumambulation, tawaf of the graves. This is something prohibited. It's not permitted in Sharia to perform circumambulation, tawaf of graves. Yet we find that the caretakers of the graves and the shrines, they permit these practices to occur under their watch. Under their custodianship, you have people performing tawaf. Recently, there was a video released of some people claiming that those who are unable to perform the hajj, they go to a shrine and they perform the hajj outside of the shrine and they even do a sa'i, uh, uh, like we have a sa'i in a safa al-marwa in Makkah al-Mukarramah, they even have a sa'i, they run between certain points. This is the level of decadence. And why has this happened? There is a responsibility. So people like Sayyid Ahsan Shah, they have a responsibility now. For the future generations, what is that responsibility? Saving the community from bid'ah. Saving the community from innovation that the correct Sunni method is not tarnished with bid'ah. That condemning bid'ah in the strongest of terms and the people who are attached to Jamiyat, Tabligul Islam, they have an obligation also that the Jamiyat is not turned as being a cult or a group that limits itself to within confines of its circle, no, you have an obligation. What is the obligation? That rather than being limited 
to the confines of Bradford within the Jamiyat Masajid, you have a broader call to the wider public, to the wider Muslim community. And the only way you can do this is if you call to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And at the same time, you become from those people who are able to exemplify how a true Sufi order should be. This is an obligation now, a fard for the future generations. Because the older generation, they have carried out their task of laying down the foundations of the Masajid. We have the foundations of the Masajid. The Jamiyat, I think, has 13 Masajid. 17. So it's increased from many years ago when I came many years ago. It's increased to 17 now. So this inheritance, after these elders pass away, this inheritance must be in accordance with the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in accordance with the Hanafi Fiqh, in accordance with the way of the four Imams, that the Fatwa is always in accordance with the Sunni schools, the Madahib, the Madahib Al-Arba'a, that the Fatwa never deviates from the correct position within the Sunni Hanafi school or from within the four schools, the Sunni four schools. That the fiqh, the jurisprudence never goes away from that. Why? Because the explanation of the Quran is the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the explanation of the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Pir Khanim should have been the first people to support Allama Khadim Rizmi Rahimullah Ta'ala. But when he was alive, many of them did not support him. They only turned up at the funeral when he passed away because he was a man who was a man of sidq, truthfulness. They knew he was truthful. When he was alive, they knew he was truthful. And when he passed away, they knew he was truthful. But those Birhan in Pakistan, they should have supported him when he was alive. The Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Wasallam, and the way of the four Imams, the four Sunni Imams. So, some of these innovations which I mentioned, the Jamiyat, the 17 Masajid that you have, it's an obligation that for the future generations within this country, the future generations, they turn from our Sunni backgrounds, they turn towards two things. One is towards Wahhabism. They become Wahhabis, pseudo-Salafis. Or they turn towards atheism and secularism. These are the two options. They, they go into materialism, become Ahlul Dunya, and they have a secular outlook, or they will go towards pseudo-Salafism because they deem the Sunni the circles, therefore they move towards Salafism. And some of them move towards atheism. The Jamiyat now is at a good point of 17 Masajid laid across Bradford in order to do fantastic work for the community, the Jamiyat. And this, of course, Sayyid Marusha, when he passes away, this will go into his Al-Amal, Sahifatul Al-Amal, but not only his Sahifatul Al-Amal, all his team, all these individuals who have helped his elderly people, who have helped in setting up the 17 Masajid, all the community who helped in setting up the 17 Masajid. Your job now 
is that you carry out this in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah and in accordance with the, the fiqh, the correct jurisprudence. How you do this and the guidance you take, this is in the hands of Sayyid Ahsan Shah now and people should support him in all ways in, in order to, that he be able to propagate Islam as it should be propagated as it was propagated by his ancestors in accordance with the Quran and the Sunnah and in accordance with the, the jurisprudence of the former Zahid. This is an essential message for today's gathering that I hope does not get lost and is conveyed to the correct people and the correct minds that are seated here. Alhamdulillah, we have already arranged a gathering for which date? 4th of September, there is a gathering um, the, in which masjid? Tala Lane Masjid on atheism, on the subject of atheism, a discourse on the book which I have written, Islam Answers Atheism. So there will be an entire discourse. I invite everyone who is attending here, even those who are not here attending. Remember one thing. The people sitting here, most of you have a connection with Jamia. But there are people in the wider Sunni community who, will, who are not attending. Likewise, in the wider Muslim community, there are people who will never attend a masjid because unfortunately some of them may even leave the fold of Islam. You may not meet them face to face, but they are active on the internet. Why do they not meet people face to face? Because they don't, do not want confrontation face to face. But these are the people that we as Muslims are losing on the fringe. These are the people that we are losing on the fringe. That now the project of the Jamiyat should be in order to advance itself within the 21st century is in order that the 17 masajid are filled with young people. We built the masajid. This is now the generation, this is the task of the new generation. That you, how will you fill the masajid? We need a broader message. A part of that is, of course, carrying out a program on atheism. But some of you younger people who go college and university, when you interact with, wider, with the wider community, the discussions go beyond Sufi orders. The discussions go beyond what we are accustomed to listening to. The discussions enter the parameters of nowadays atheism versus Islam. The discussions go into secularism versus Sharia. The discussions will go into alternatives to Sunni theology, some of them the sophisticated Salafism that we have now, where they present Salafism as an alternative to Sunni theology. Likewise, even Shias, they have become sophisticated in how they approach people. But we as Sunni Muslims need to come out from the 1980s now and realize that we are in the 21st century and sophisticate our approach. That the approach is more sophisticated in how we carry out these things. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inshallah further the work of the Jamiyat, that it develops itself. And remember, this is the task of the younger people. That now that you need to uh, take this forward, maybe even 
form a, uh, a younger brother organization that's under the Jamia, that's led by younger people, that it works under the umbrella of the Jamiyat, that it works under the umbrella of the Jamiyat, where the organization goes now into the 21st century. This is absolutely essential. Otherwise, in the generated, within the next decade, you will see a change occurring even within Yorkshire, in the mindset of the people, that they will not attend gatherings of course, unless we change our approach in how we are conveying our message. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to do so.